we've, we've been talking about this for the last three weeks, just talking about freedom that God brings uh, into our life from the things that we get involved in and the sin that, that, that wraps us up and how uh, Hebrews talks about so easily entangles us. Um, but this morning we want to kind of wrap this up and finish, finish this up, the series now. How many of you remember a show? 2005, there was a show that came out. It was called Prison Break. Anybody you watched Prison Break? Prison Break. Okay, just a few of us. Um, and I'm about to ruin it for you. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert, it's going to be ruined. They break out of prison and get free. Okay? Um, now, in this show, there, there are two brothers. Uh, one is named Lincoln. The other's name is Michael. Uh, Lincoln, I think, is some kind of Secret Service agent, something like that. Uh, and he is framed for murder. And so he is put in prison unjustly, and uh, he's on death row, and he is waiting for his execution. Well, his brother, his name is Michael, and Michael is this brilliant uh, engineer, and uh, he hatches this plan to break his brother out of prison. And so what he does, Michael takes and has uh, the plans for the prison tattooed on his body. Now, he has it woven into other tattoos, so when you look at him, you can't see the schematics of the prison, but you see this elaborate tattoo, and only he knows how to read it. And so he, he gets himself thrown into prison. I think he robs a convenience store or something like that, gets himself thrown into the same prison that his brother is. I don't know that that's kind of how that works, but he, anyways, it worked for the show. This is Hollywood. Uh, and so they make for a very short show. If that didn't happen, they get thrown in separate prisons. Kind of ruins the plan, right? But he gets thrown into the same prison with his brother, and uh, they hatch this plan to escape, and they get out. Um, how many of you know that is Hollywood? I mean, you know that usually when you go to prison, you don't get out. You check in, but you don't check out, right? So uh, I want to tell you about some guys who uh, found the other side, found the actual reality of trying to break out of prison. Uh, two guys that were down in Brazil uh, tried to break out of the prison that they were in, and they hatched this plan that during, um, during lunch or after lunch that they would sneak back in to the lunch area, and they would climb into the trash bags that were going to be taken out of the prison, and they would just be taken out with the trash, right? It's genius. What could go wrong? Well, this went wrong right here. They, they found them in the trash bags. They, you're kind of a big person, right? You know, it's like when you go to pick up a trash bag, you're expecting it to be plastic forks and cups and plates, and it's got a body in it, and you're dragging it out. It's like, this probably shouldn't be in here, right? So it ruined their plan. They went, uh, they never, they went, didn't go back into prison. They never left the prison because uh, it failed miserably. But there was another guy. There was another guy. His name is James Russell. Now, James Russell was in a prison in Washington State. And James uh, hatched his plan to, to break out of prison. I don't know quite how he got out, but he did get out. He got out, and he was on the run. He hit the, uh, the woods and the forest area around the prison, and uh, he, was, he was out. I mean, they, he didn't see anybody uh, coming after him. And he goes to this log cabin. And he says, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in this log cabin, probably got a phone in there somewhere. If I can find a phone, I'm going to call my, my getaway partner, and they'll, they'll come get me, and I, I'll get out of here. And he's dressed in his, you know, his nice get-up orange uh, prison suit, uh, really conspicuous, right? So he goes into this log cabin, 
And lo and behold, if he did not break into the log cabin of one of the prison guards that actually worked at the prison that he was, he was a part of, and uh, a fight ensues, he, he gets away from the prison guard, but the prison guard does have a cell phone, which he calls back up and takes James Russell back to prison, where he spends a lot more time than what he would have spent, right? And so we, we see these things, and we, we hear these stories of wanting to try to break, try to get freedom, right? People trying to get freedom. Uh, maybe they watched too many Shawshank Redemption, you know, episodes, I don't know, you know, and they thought, I can do it, and they don't do it at all. Uh, you know, probably crawling through the sewer pipes is not uh, high on my recommendation of getting out of prison. Um, this morning, as we wrap this up, we are, I do want to talk about breaking through and breaking out. Uh, because I think that is that is a, an important part. We've talked a lot about freedom, and what we've talked has been about freedom uh, from sin. And and I want us to go to the scripture that we started with, Galatians chapter five, beginning in verse one. Galatians five, beginning in verse one. It says, "This is where we started the, the past two weeks." It says, "For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery." Uh, Paul is reminding us, he's like, hey, listen, uh, freedom is, is, is why you're here. God has created you to be uh, a person of freedom and be a person of liberty. So don't put yourself back under the uh, slavery to sin. Um, now, I do need to say this, and Paul goes on and he kind of clarifies this. Freedom is not the right to do whatever we want. Freedom is not the right to do whatever we want. Freedom is the want to do whatever is right. That's really what f- true freedom is. It is not the right to do whatever we want. See, that's what the world would sell you. Say, well, you just do whatever you want to do. You know, just do you. You go do you and, and, and be you. And, and you know what? There's consequences to that, right? There's consequences to, to that. And so freedom is not just going and doing whatever we want to do, but it's actually getting this change of heart and getting this change of spirit and mind to where we actually want to do what is right. We, have, we are free to do the right things and live the right kind of life and live a life that is pleasing to God and live a life that is, uh, is, is wholly reflective of who he is. I want us to read the rest of this, though, because you, all you have to do is stay in Galatians this morning. Galatians chapter 5, is, this is where we're camping out. And so we've read Galatians, uh, Galatians 5, 1. I want us to go to Galatians 5, 13, because Paul kind of jumps back in it. He, he um, reiterates this. And in verse 13, he says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. So Paul's saying, listen, freedom is not just going out and doing anything that you want to do. It's not just going out and just just running amok. You know, he's like, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And, And in other words, basically, he's saying, don't go put yourself back into captivity by by putting yourself in bondage to sin. See, because captivity will always limit your capacity to become what God wants you to be. Sin does that. Sin sin will limit who you can become. Sin sets limits on on what what we're going to see out of your life because of the bondage that we uh, basically handcuff ourselves to and the sin that we handcuff ourselves to, it only lets us go so high. And so God has created us with a great amount of potential. God has created us with uh, a great amount of just promise and purpose in our life 
And so many times we shortcut that promise and we shortcut that purpose because we handcuff ourselves and we tie ourselves to things that we think are going to bring us freedom. Actually, that winds up making us slaves. And, and so captivity has a way of limiting us. Sin sets a limit on who we are. Sin sets a limit. You've heard me say this before, that sin does this. Sin, it separates us. Sin separates us first from God. Sin also separates us from each other. And then thirdly, sin separates me from who I'm truly meant to be. That's how, that's how sin works. Sin works in that way where, where it separates me from God, it separates me from you, and it separates me from who I'm truly meant to be and who God has truly created me to be. And in Galatians, he's just reminding us. He's like, hey, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh because what you're doing is you're putting yourself back into the bondage of sin. He goes on to say, he says this, though. As, uh, not only use your freedom for, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, what? Serve one another. Through love, serve one another. As I was getting ready for church this morning, and I walked through the sound booth, and, and one of the, the sound guys back there, uh, he's got a Red Bull. Anybody ever seen the Red Bull commercials? Now, I'm not pro- proponent of uh, this. Is, I'm getting in trouble by some people looking at Rainey's looking at me. Don't, don't promote Red Bull. I'm not promoting Red Bull. Okay. But the commercial, if you remember the commercial of Red Bull, what does it say? It says Red Bull gives you wings, right? Well, I don't believe it does. But I actually believe that if you find true freedom, and and this is it right here, is in Galatians 13, he says, don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. We find freedom through love. We find freedom by serving uh, other people. We find freedom from sin through serving. So if you're freed from sin, you're freed to serve. If you're freed from sin, you're freed to what? Serve. If you're freed from sin, you're free to love. Now, that is not the same thing as free love. I, I need to make sure that you understand this. Free to love is not free love, right? Free love actually will wind up putting you in bondage. Come on, somebody. I mean, free love is what started way back in the 60s, and it's like this sexual revolution, and it's like everything is going to be great, man. You just go do whatever you want to do and live however you want to live, and what we find is that is a bad way to live. Uh, Even if you don't believe in God, even if you don't believe in Jesus, people still find themselves shackled and enslaved uh, to to sexual bondage. And, And so... Uh, we see here, it's like, hey, listen, if you're freed from sin, you're freed to serve, and, so, and you're free to love. You're free to love the way that God wants you to love. You're free to love in a way that God reflects the heart of God. You're free to love in the way that reflects the purposes of God. You're free to something. See, that's what we've been talking about is we've been talking a lot about being free from something, right? How many of you have been free from something? You know, maybe you had an older brother, you know, had you in a headlock. Anybody been there, you know? Maybe your older sister had, had a hold of you, you know. Uh, I had two older sisters, and they both got a hold of me, you know, and I, I got free from them, right? And, I, and, and uh, you know, uh, here I am today. But, but we always talk about being free from something. But that's the only part of it. Actually, the greatest part of it is being set free to something. 
it's these prepositions of this direction of, of not just coming from something and looking over your shoulder and saying, I'm running from the devil or I'm running from hell or I'm running from my past or I'm running from, but I'm running to something. God has created us to be a people to run to something, actually to run to someone. And that someone is Jesus, and he gives us purpose, and he gives us direction, and he gives us hope. And so uh, we're not just running away from something. We're built to run to something. And if you're freed from sin, you're freed to serve. Galatians 5.22. I want to go ahead and, and read the rest of this. I want to go ahead and read the rest of this. Actually, I, I'm going to start in verse 14. It says, For the whole law is fulfilled in one, one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out, you are not consumed by one another. That's a loaded statement right there. That is loaded right there. That's what happens. We bite and devour and we consume, and what winds up happening is it, it consumes us. Sin will wind up consuming us. But he goes on, he says, But I say, walk in the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires, uh, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For, those, uh, for these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Remember Paul in Romans chapter 7, I believe it was, where he said, the things that I want to do, I don't do those things. He says, it's the things I know I shouldn't do. Those are the things I wind up doing. He says, who is going to deliver me from this body of death? The, the, the mental picture you should get there is that you are being chained to a dead body. And they would do that. At, at one time, they would do that in the ancient world. If, if you murdered somebody, they would chain you to that body, that dead body of your crime, right? Being, think about being chained to your, your past. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty graphic. And so he says, who will deliver me from this body of death? And he goes on and says, it's, it's Jesus that delivers us. And so it's kind of this thing. He's kind of rehearsing that again. But, but if you are led by the Spirit, verse 18, if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. That's a pretty strong list, right? Right? Some of y'all flipped out when I read orgies. So uh, it's in the Bible, people. He goes on, he says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But I am so glad he did not stop there. I'm so glad he didn't just give us the naughty list and said, don't do these things, good luck. Right? He went on and he said this. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires so i love this i love that he finished that out and and what i never made the connection before before just studying this and i read uh, i was i was reading a guy who was, who was writing a commentary um about this passage and he, he pulled out that this, this fruit of the Spirit is a triad. And what, so what's a triad? It's a grouping of three. And, and when you read it, you have to read it like this. And it made so much sense. So I just want to go back real quick because I told you that sin does this. It separates us. Sin separates us. And how does it separate us? It separates us. Sin separates us from God. 
It separates us from each other, and it separates me from who I'm truly meant to be. But this, read this. This is what we're free to. We're free to love. We're free to have joy. We're free to have peace. And this first triad, these first three words, what does it mean? This is a freedom. These, this is a connection between us and God. We're free to love like God. We're free to have joy uh, of, of the Holy Spirit. We're free to have peace and a peace that passes understanding. This is this relationship between us and God. So it's that connection, this empowerment, this in connection between us and God. But then it goes on and it says that not only do we have love, joy, and peace, but we can also have patience and kindness and goodness. Who is that to? That is a triad where it says, if, I, if sin separates me, me from you, this is where I get a chance to have that reconnection between me and you, right? What does patience have to do with it? Have you ever lost your patience with your, with your husband? Come on, somebody. My wife shouldn't say that. Man, I've always been good, right? No, if you've ever lost your patience with your kids, have you ever lost your patience with a coworker, with an employee, an employer? I mean, at some point, these, these are things. This is our relationship, and so these triads are kind of this inverse of what we talked about before. This love, joy, and peace is talking about us and God, this patience and kindness, being kind to one another, and this goodness that we have in relationship with each other. This is, this is that reconnection. And then you go on, and it, he ends it out, and he says, then you have faithfulness gentleness and self-control who does that have to do with has to do with me remember michael jackson i'm starting with the man in the mirror it has to do with you you have to look in the mirror you have to look and say this is about me this is when the holy spirit empowers me that i can live a life of faithfulness i can live a life of faith i can i can i can have the gentle humble spirit this humility remember that's what we talked about last week that if you want true freedom true freedom means uh acknowledging with god and 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 going with god and saying god i agree with you about who i am humility having humility to have a right accounting of who you are this being faithful and being gentle humble and self-controlled that has to do with me that has to do with with being able to look and say god help me to be who you want me to to be i'm gonna ask pastor train if he'll come play because as it closes out we're not just free from something we're free to something we're going somewhere say that with me say we're going somewhere we're going somewhere we're going somewhere as individuals we're going somewhere as a family we're going somewhere as the body of christ he is taking us someplace not just from something. He did not just deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt from Egypt. He took them to the promised land. He provided them with promise. He provided them with the capacity to become the people that he wanted them to be. He said, I will be your God and you will be my people and I'm going to help you be my people. And that's what he says to you. I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people. And I'm going to help you be my people. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit as an empowerment to help you live this thing out. This empowered life to live in freedom. And not just from something, but to something. So what are we free? We're free to worship. We're free to serve. We're free to trust God with our future. We're free to rest. Somebody needs to say, say amen on that. Come on. Anybody need some rest? You know? We're free. We're free to rest. 
we're free to be who God has intended us to be and not get capped and limited by sin. But he says there's so much more in you and there's so much potential in you and I want to release that. I want to release that not just for your benefit, I want to release that for your family's benefit. Freedom. Freedom. You were created for freedom. You were created for liberty. You were created for this. I am free to reflect the life of Jesus to those around me. I'm free to be a reflection. I'm I'm free to be a good reflection of Jesus. That's what I want. That's my prayer. Help me be a better reflection today than what I was yesterday. And God, help me tomorrow to be a better reflection of who you are tomorrow than what I am today. I'm going to ask Raina if you'll you'll come and and we're going to sing this song. We're going to sing this song. This was a song that we sang earlier. Mariah, she uh, she led us in the song, and she's going to do it again. And I want you to stand with us, because this is how we're going to end out. Because I was, we were singing the song in the first service. I said, "This is it. This is how we're going to end. We're going to end with this freedom song." So I want us to sing it out. Sing it out in a free way. Come on.